Welcome to our newest episode of the Lebanese Physicians uh, Podcast. And today we will be discussing uh, nursing in times of COVID-19 and economic crisis in Lebanon. Our guest today is Dr. Mirna Dumit, who is an associate professor of nursing at the Lebanese American University and the president of the Order of Nursing in Lebanon. And she has been involved in the nursing situation and nursing care in Lebanon for a long time, and especially over the past uh, year and a half. Uh, we will start the presentation today uh, with a presentation by Dr. Dumit and subsequently a question and answer uh, session. Uh, Dr. Dumit, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Khalil, for this nice uh, introduction and uh, good day to you. It's evening uh, in Beirut and I'm happy to be with you. As Khalil mentioned, I will start by sharing a presentation about uh, what happened uh, with the nursing workforce. Uh, the challenges and opportunities uh, since 2019 until now. So uh, I wish uh, we only dealt with COVID in Lebanon. As I always say, it would have been much, much easier on us. But we lived under several catastrophes, one after the other. So we started with October 17, 2019. It was the revolution. And our nurses, some of them had to stay more than 30 hours in in the workplace because the other team was not able to reach hospital to really um, replace them. And many nurses had to come uh, walking uh, and we had to plea people on the streets to allow nurses to pass uh, in order to be able to uh, really uh, uh, do their job and be uh, in the hospitals. And this situation lasted for many days. Then we, February 2020, we had the first case of COVID. And here I would like to mention that as Order of Nurses, uh, in collaboration with WHO Lebanon, we started training nurses, uh, emergency room nurses, uh, nurses working in ICUs, in primary healthcare centers, in schools. We started to introduce COVID-19 to them and to refresh their mind about the universal precaution and just introduce the topic because it was really new. Then uh, February passed, March, April, uh, even before end of February, uh, hospitals started to downsize. They started to do layoff nurses. And despite the uh, pandemic, uh, many nurses, around the 30, 40% of our nursing workforce were led off and the remaining were working under very tough situations. No PPEs or minimal PPEs, two masks every every 12 hours maximum, and uh, sometimes no uh, gloves and uh, uh, cut in their salaries. They were given unpaid vacations. Many of them, uh, they worked months without getting even a single pay. Then we had, uh, on top of all this, we had the Beirut blast. And you know, this was the third biggest explosion in the whole world. And uh, the whole city of Beirut was demolished or uh, destructed. And we have uh, uh, we had four hospitals that were completely demolished. We had six nurses who were killed on the spot while on duty. And uh, many of our nurses were uh, wounded. Uh, and despite all this, the nurses stayed in their hospitals and they continued to rescue 
patients who were at the hospital, who were injured, and other people who were living in the city of Beirut, and they did not know that those four hospitals were uh, completely demolished, and they were running to hospitals to seek help. And uh, here I would like you to please uh, 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 see the film that we have put on YouTube. You just put Order of Nurses, Beirut Blast, and you could see what our nurses, heroes, did to uh, really salvage uh, people's life. And then after all this, because of the low salary, because of uh, low uh, uh, unpaid uh, vacations, because of uh, unavailability of proper PPEs and all these things, our nurses started to migrate. And I don't call it migration, I call it exodus of nursing, uh, Lebanese nursing workforce, because we lost almost 1,600 of our nursing workforce. And not only any nursing workforce. You have to know that in Lebanon, nurses are divided into two groups. 49% are holders of bachelor degree or university degree and 51% holders of technical degrees. And those who are leaving are the holders of the bachelor degrees. And not only this, they are also the ones who have the most experience. And we all know that nurses are the backbone of any hospital or healthcare system, and we are losing uh, this backbone. Why? Because in Lebanon, our problem is not in number. Last year, we graduated 1,200 nurses. This year, hopefully, starting June 2021, we will be graduating like uh, around 1,700 nurses. Our problem is with retention. Also, by losing our experienced nurses, we are, we are uh, in big trouble because we don't have uh, the uh, needed number to train the new orientees in the hospital. And this is extremely dangerous. So uh, I'm sharing with you some of the pictures, the revolution, the explosion, and some of uh, the pictures that we lived. And mind you, October, uh, August 5, it, we declared it as the uh, strike day for nursing in Lebanon. But because of what happened August 4, we stopped on August 4, 10 minutes after uh, past six, uh, uh, seven past six, we stopped the uh, strike for the second day. And all nurses were asked to go to hospitals to uh, help. Some nurses who were living in the suburb, who were not able to reach the city of Beirut, they donated blood. So they did not stay uh, at home. They went to their hospitals in the suburb, in the south, in the extreme north, and they donated blood. So as order of nurses, in order to uh, really stand and really fight all what was happening, we had to uh, work at uh, different uh, levels. We had to work at the strategic level, and also we had to work at the operational level. So what did we do? Uh, at the strategic level, as order of nurses, we uh, reserved a place at the National Emergency Committee for COVID-19. So we were there sharing in the decision-making. 
And uh, also we invited uh, all health orders in Lebanon and we met and at the order of nurses and we discussed what we should be doing as orders because the economic crisis uh, started at that time and we wanted to preserve the uh, funds of our orders. Also, we had several meetings with the Health Parliament Committee just to raise the voice and to shed the light on what was happening. Uh, in the country in terms of uh, the situation of the nursing workforce. At the operational level, as I mentioned, we started training for nurses working in hospitals, primary healthcare, schools, even borders. We had nurses uh, uh, at the airport, at the, uh, in the north, uh, also on the borders before the registration of any or the first case of COVID. The uh, members of the board of the Order of Nurses, we, uh, we took the hotline that was done by the um, that was opened by the Ministry of Public Health, and we maintained it for two months. So every night from 7 p.m. till 8 a.m., uh, our uh, uh, board members were answering hundreds of calls of, from people who were really worried and afraid from COVID. Uh, also, as order of nurses, we were the body that assessed more than 400 isolation uh, sites in Lebanon. Uh, if you know, I don't know if you know that the government created isolation sites for people at the beginning of the COVID who were affected by COVID and could not stay home. So uh, the order of nurses headed this committee with the Lebanese army, and we assessed more than 400 sites all over Lebanon. And by doing this, we were able to create jobs for our nurses with WHO, and those jobs were paid in dollars. So we gave the jobs to nurses who were led off from their hospitals. Uh, also, we met with the President of the Republic, the head of the government, head of the parliament, ministers of health and labor, and uh, we were able to issue decrees from the Minister of Labor uh, asking all hospitals that uh, to uh, consider any uh, isolation. 14 days or 10 days should be counted on the expenses of the hospital and not taken from the nurses vacation or consider it as unpaid days for the nurses. So this was uh, something very important because hospitals, any nurse was affected by COVID and isolated, they were cutting from the salary. And also we are uh, we were meetings with the National Committee for for the prisons to really see what we can do for the prisoners. And we are still meeting just to preserve the prisoners. So we followed up on nurses' layoff issues, nurses' rights, PPEs. We, we called for many press conferences several times. We raised the voice. We shed the light on what was happening. We called for strike. And also we uh, secured funds to get a hotel for the nurses who got the COVID-19 and who didn't need hospitalization uh, and didn't have a place where they could stay home. So we, we got them a hotel and we were uh, hosting them for 14 days at the beginning, then 10 days for free uh, on the expenses of the order, of course. We, uh, we used media as a platform for raising the voice. So we uh, really built a very strategic relationship with media. 
And uh, we asked for national recognition for the deceased nurses, whether from August 5 or nurses uh, who died from COVID-19. And in both cases, we succeeded. So all nurses who died from COVID-19 will be considered as martyrs like the uh, Lebanese army. We also uh, kept on working at the regulatory level and this is extremely important. And uh, we were able to secure one decree and now we are, uh, hopefully the second decree will be out. Also uh, at the operational level, we did awareness uh, videos for the population of Lebanon about Corona, what should they should be done, the uh, social distancing, hand washing, masks, also for pregnant women and uh, also uh, videos for nurses. Uh, we all know that in Corona, uh, patients were admitted without any family support. Uh, they were on their own. So nurses were their families and uh, they were staying like two weeks, sometimes in the hospital with no visiting. Uh, and nurses also were, were their only, uh, the only person that they saw. At the same time, nurses were seeing uh, those patients and meeting their needs on daily basis without any help from the family. Also, patients were dying uh, on their own with the nurses. So our nurses were put under high, severe psychological uh, stress. This is why we did the sessions. And we know that seeking psychological help is still a taboo in Lebanon. So we did sessions, awareness sessions, just to tell nurses that it's not a taboo. If you feel those symptoms, please, you can seek help. And we ensured that one NGO embraced that really uh, give this support to give support to our nurses and for free at the expenses of the order. Also, we secured funds for August 4, uh, wounded nurses or nurses who lost their homes, their cars, and we were able to, uh, all those who responded to our call and presented the needed papers, we paid them in dollars. Also, uh, at the strategic level, we were at the um, sitting at the National Vaccination Committee, and we succeeded in putting nursing as a priority of the priority, and then we secured vaccination for all nurses. So almost 95% uh, of our nurses are vaccinated, except those who got the COVID, and those who refused at the beginning. And uh, as I said, the, we secured jobs at the beginning with WHO, and now we are securing jobs for nurses, also paid in fresh dollar with the uh, Red Cross through the initiative that we started with the Red Cross, which is related to providing community care to COVID uh, patients. So how did we uh, come up with all these things? Because we really uh, like to take the eagle as our uh, motto. And especially uh, we look at how eagle uh, uh, behave under the storm. And so we know that eagle know when a storm is approaching long before it breaks. So the eagle will fly to some high spot and wait for the winds to come. And then when the storm hits, it set its wings so that the winds will pick it up and lift it above the storm. While the storm rages below, the eagle is soaring above it. Uh, so the eagle does not escape the storm. It simply uses the storm to lift it higher. It rises on the winds that bring the storm. And this is what we try to do. We knew that we were living in a tornado 
And we try to be above this tornado and we use the wind really to help us uh, uh, set uh, high so that we could be able to uh, deal with the situation. So how did we do uh, actually operationally? We created strategic alliances with key people in the country. We never took a no as an answer. We made a presence at the decision-making table and we used the power of knowledge to really um, uh, uh, make people value our presence. We developed tenacity to bounce back from negative responses. We identified strategic stakeholders and we engaged the public and the stakeholders with us. We empowered nurses through the different strategies and we did all this using the media and communication, which is extremely important. So we took, uh, we, the, the main strategic alliance was with the media people because they made our voice heard. And ICN declared again this year that nursing needs to be a voice to lead. And we were able to make from the Lebanese uh, nurses a voice to lead and also a voice to be heard. And this is something new within our culture. I think this was the first time since the uh, inception of the Order of Nurses in 2002 that really the light was shed so heavily on the nursing profession and we took our role, we played our role, and we had a, a say in the decision making. Why? Because the future depends on what you do today and we want the future to be uh, good for us. We want nursing to be a voice to lead, a voice to be heard. And once you choose hope, anything becomes possible. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, Dr. Doom. This was a, a great uh, presentation and shows uh, what the Order of Nurses uh, has done preemptively uh, to try to diffuse uh, the situation that is happening uh, currently in Lebanon. I mean, if you look at it in any way, it's a multitude of crises that happen at the same time. And it, it's rare for one of them to happen. It's even rarer for all of them to happen at the same time. And that shows also the importance of having, I think, an order for the four professions, like an order for the nurses, because then you could have a body that would uh, speak for uh, everyone and try to uh, get the best interests of everyone. So uh, my question for you is, so let's start back with the history of nursing in Lebanon. Like how many nursing schools are there right now? And when was the first nursing school formed in Lebanon? Uh, now we have around 21 nursing school, like if you want to count the universities. And the first nursing school is, belongs to a UB school of nursing that started, it was the second school uh, started at the uh, American University of Beirut. At that time, it wasn't known as the American University of Beirut. Then we have the USG and uh, uh, USG, uh, it's their 96th year as nursing in Lebanon. Uh, but as a faculty, last week they celebrated their 40th year, whereas AUB they celebrated the 100 plus year. We started with AUB and then USG, and then we have all the others. Okay, and so. But uh, I, I look, uh, thank you for this question. Thank you for this question because recently we noticed that the number of young people joining uh, schools of nursing has increased. 
So uh, maybe the pandemic has served the profession and we are seeing more young people joining schools of nursing now in Lebanon. Which is, a, which is a good thing, uh, hopefully, yes. for, for the future of nursing in yes, Lebanon. Yes, we hope to. And before, before the crisis, where the numbers of nurses graduating, they were able to cover the needs of the country, right? Or were they even more than what the country needed? You know, um, it's a complex question. Why? Because in Lebanon, we never uh, followed the nurse-patient ratio. And uh, if we really want to follow the uh, nurse-patient ratio according to international norms, no, the number of nurses uh, is not enough. But if we want to follow it according to what the order has put it, we, were, we started to work on it before, just before the, re the uh, revolution. And we sent our uh, recommendation to the Ministry of Public Health uh, because uh, to have eight patients per nurse on regular units. And then of course, for the ICU, it's two to one pediatrics, it's less depending on the units. And we were following up on it, but unfortunately the revolution started. But we can see now that in some hospitals, they put 18, 19, even 20 nurse, 25 uh, patients per nurse. And this is very, uh, very dangerous. We highlighted this. And uh, at that time, uh, in 2019, and the ministry was about to follow our recommendation and everything started. And so now uh, the plan starting next week to follow up again on this uh, issue. Uh, so the number uh, in Lebanon, our problem mainly is not with number. If we know how to keep the graduates, then we would be safe. Right, and and going going into that right now, so it seems like there's two two major problems going on. The nurses had a certain quality of living before the revolution, and then suddenly there was significant uh, crash in the value of the Lebanese currency. So have the have the salaries of the nurses changed to reflect this devaluation of the currency, or have they stayed stagnant and have not changed? Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, in some hospitals, they are still the same. So now they are worth like $40, $50, $60 per month. In other hospitals, they were able to foresee the situation. And uh, recently, only recently, they started to think about compensating. So some big hospital, university hospitals, they started to give uh, some dollar, fresh dollar, some lolar. And others, they have given, started to give 13 months, 14 months. So, but as order of nurses, we called six weeks ago, we called for an emergency state in the country for nursing. And we asked that 40% of the salary be given at the LOLAR level, which is 3,900. And to give more compensation for school, for university, and to consider to decrease the number of working hours in the private sector to meet or to match the public sector. So to decrease it from 40, 42 hours per week to 30, to match the public sector our number of hours. And we discussed it with the Ministry of Public Health. We discussed it with the president of the syndicate of private hospitals. And we, we, we said it uh, out loudly in a press conference. And we are still following up on this, hoping that hospitals will start following this plan just to salvage what is remaining from our nursing workforce.
Right. And, and so when, when we talked about nurses leaving, I think you mentioned the percentage of nurses uh, who are qualified or have worked for a while in the country uh, yes. versus the new nurses. So when you say 1,200 or 1,300 nurses have left the country, uh, what percentage are uh, nurses who, are, who have worked for a while in the country versus nurses who just recently almost graduated? All of them, almost all of them. All 90% are experienced nurses. Okay. And because, where are. Because, yeah. yeah, because countries are not taking graduate, uh, new graduates. Okay. So where did they go? Yeah, where, which countries did they mainly go to? We started, we started with Europe and uh, then USA, Canada, and Europe, I mean UK, Belg uh, Belgium, uh, France, and then now we are with UAE, KSA, Iraq, Qatar, so you know, the Arab countries, and uh, we have an exodus of nurses, really, every day, every day we sign like 10, 20 papers. Wow, and and did did some of the initiatives that you took, for example, the community initiative for COVID nineteen or uh, or other initiatives that pay nurses and fresh starters, have they stemmed some of this this tide? You feel, or it's still ongoing? Uh, this to to tell you the truth, for the past two weeks, we noticed that the numbers started to decrease. Either the all those who wanted to leave went left, or Maybe those who are cashing in dollar are just thinking twice before leaving. But if the situation continues, like now, I'm sure all of them would again consider leaving. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah, and, and that 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 goes to. I mean, I think I think it's it's very important that the initiatives that uh, all of all of you are doing and and what you are doing right now, but it's also important for the politicians in the country to listen uh, to what's happening and try to solve uh, the situation uh, to keep all professions in, and especially nurses, I think, because nurses are needed all nurses over the and world. physicians, Khalil, physicians right, right. are leaving as well. Right, right, uh, right. Young physicians, experienced physicians, physicians with specialties, sub-specialties, they are, they are leaving and our hospitals soon will become empty buildings. So we're in a big mess. Unless they start thinking of what they are doing, our politicians, we're in a big mess. Right. Because now we're depending on, on individual initiatives or, 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 or some collective initiatives to try to stem the tide. But you can't do it when the country is not running in the right direction. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Can you yeah. tell us a bit about the initiative for the community service uh, for COVID-19? It's through Hadid, it's through Hadid Beirut, right? Is it that one or no? One? No, it's oh, yeah. uh, it started. It started initially uh, with the uh, Order of Nurses, Order of Physicians, Beirut and Tripoli, and the Red Cross. And we wanted to do something because we were foreseeing that uh, the numbers of COVID would increase after what happened in January with the outbreak. And then uh, because we were foreseeing that we had Easter 1, Easter 2, and Al-Futur, Ramadan. So we were foreseeing that cases would increase and hospitals would will not be able to really accept all these patients. So we started to talk and we have put a plan for this and uh, uh, the finances really uh, are coming from the Red Cross. They were able to get a big fund uh, 
for this project. And later on, Khabdet Beirut joined. Uh, so uh, they were not initially uh, in the beginning uh, or the initial meetings, but later on they joined and they are now uh, meeting regularly, but with the team, but all the nurses uh, are channeled through the uh, order of nurses. Okay. And training were done by the order of nurses. Al-Akhadid Beirut, they are doing some training, but we did uh, also several trainings. And how can people, if people want to donate to these initiatives, uh, how can they donate to them from outside the country? It's it's through Red Cross, really, because the funding, the payment uh, is uh, through Red Cross. Through uh, Also, Red Cross is channeling through municipalities. We uh, give it to Red Cross because Red Cross has already the infrastructure for this. Uh, they have uh, uh, the centers all over Lebanon. So we said that we don't need to reinvent the wheel, especially in the midst of a crisis. People, they call the Red Cross number. And uh, then uh, as order of nurses, we provided them with the nurses in each uh, region of Lebanon. And we made sure that all the nurses are uh, belong or affiliated with the order of nurses and they have the proper qualifications. And uh, then the Red Cross is distributing or sending uh, physicians and nurses according to needs. Municipalities also, they are helping by uh, introducing people to the initiative because each municipality knows well the people living in the area. Okay. So this is why we call it community. It's really the effort of many people together. And we'll, we'll talk about one more crisis, I think, and then we'll probably uh, conclude uh, the session. But one, the, the other crisis, we, we talked about the economic crisis, we talked about the COVID-19 crisis, but then we have the August 4th blast, which, uh, which I was there, you were there at the time, and, and, and physicians uh, were there. I know from a physician standpoint, physicians were there and they went down and, and everybody saw the number of injuries that happened uh, that night. But I think nurses were actually the, some of the people who were the most at the forefront of this uh, and bared the, bared the major brunt of this, I think, uh, response to the August 4th explosion. So how was the psychological impact of this uh, on the nurses uh, on top of everything else that was going on? It was very big, very taxing, not only on the nurses, uh, uh, on their parents, especially nurses who died and their families. We are still in contact with them and we support them, uh, the colleagues, uh, nurses who were injured and who are still suffering from the sequelae of the injury. Uh, so uh, really the situation is, is is really bad. Some nurses left their job because they could not go again to the same place of work and remember their friends who were killed, who were slaughtered by glass on the spot. So it's not easy to see your friends dying. It's not easy to remember. I guess you saw the film and you saw what the nurses did. They were injured themselves and they were holding patients on their back from the 10th floor uh, down to the lobby or what we call lobby <laughs> because nothing was left just to salvage them. So it wasn't uh, easy and a whole city was completely demolished. 
citizens in every street they saw they thought at that time that uh, the 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 blast was in their street so it was so so big it's the biggest that we have ever seen or lived you know uh, myself i lived the whole war in lebanon but i've never seen such uh, an explosion so four com hospitals completely demolished many people died but at the same time uh, the healthcare sector has proved that nurses physicians hospitals we are all superheroes because we were able really to um, to uh, contain it in less than 20 hours it wasn't easy all hospitals uh, in, in all lebanon were open patients even reaching Tripoli. So in no time, people were helping. Uh, they were uh, rescuing patients, citizens on the street. They put them on their uh, motorcycles, in their cars. People were helping. Really, you could see the spirit of the Lebanese people and how Lebanese people, when, when we have a catastrophe or uh, something of this sort, they help each other regardless of religion, gender, and areas of living. So people were helping each other. Our nurses really were superheroes. And I cannot find words to describe what they did. In less than 10 minutes, they were running to hospitals to support. Right, and, and, this, and I think this video that you were talking about shows that, and I'll put a link to this video on the podcast and YouTube yes. site so people can, can watch it. And, yes. uh, so, so Dr. Dumit, I think the Order of Nurses has done a tremendous job in the past year and a half. And what is, what is your message to the officials uh, in the country and to the expatriate Lebanese outside the country uh, at the end of this uh, podcast? For the officials, I tell them, if you keep on arguing, we will lose our country. And then your, your, your arguments would be of no meaning or you're arguing together uh, or your problems would be of no meaning because we would be losing our country. For, for the expatriates? For the expatriates, I, I tell them I understand your reasons for uh, leaving. They might be legitimate reasons. But for myself, I always say Lebanon, or our country is not a resort. So uh, it's not when the country is doing well, we come and benefit. And when the country needs us, badly needs us, we leave. So if you have left, then make it a point to serve your country from where you are. See what are the needs of your country and serve those needs. Do not give up depending on what you think is good to the country. Do a needs assessment, a real needs assessment, and really provide the country's needs because your country needs you. Right, and I think, and I think it's good. I mean, I think uh, expatriation is has good and bad things to it. I mean, the bad thing is you have a brain drain, but the good thing is also you have people who have connections outside the country who can help out. And 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 Lebanon has always depended, I think, a lot also on the expatriate community to. 
help out. Uh, so we have to lobby. We have to lobby. We have to work at different levels. We have to lobby for Lebanon. We have to change the external politics regarding Lebanon. Send fresh dollar to Lebanon because your your family needed and <laughs> and we need to salvage Lebanon, the monetary, the, the financial status of Lebanon. Right, right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Dumit. Uh, that was a, a great discussion that we had. And I hope, people have, I hope people have learned uh, about the, 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 the importance of nurses and nursing in Lebanon and the importance of trying to uphold it and uh, keep it and improve it. Actually, I hope in the future things will get better and it will be better than it was even before the revolution. I hope so. I hope so. I hope you were able to get something uh, uh, positive out of all this is to make people understand and politicians understand what the dear meaning of nursing is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.